Welcome to Easy Email Marketing. I'm your host, Yao Keown, mum, FIFO wife, MBA, coffee lover, survivor superfan, and creator of the email experience. In Easy Email Marketing, you'll benefit from my nearly 20 years experience where I'll be teaching you all the tips, tricks, and insider info on how to create feel-good, non-spammy experiences for your subscribers. Let's get stuck in. Welcome back to Easy Email Marketing. I'm your host, Yael Keown, and today is a very special day because I am sharing my first ever guest interview. A little nervous about that, but hopefully you all love um, this today. So until now, I kind of felt like I just had so much I wanted to say. There was literally a million topics you could talk about in the world of email marketing, and there were definitely some things I wanted to touch on and get the foundations in place. But we've almost done 50 episodes, and now I think it's time to bring in some other perspectives and some other experts. And I'll be doing that here and there. I have a few more lined up for now, and we'll just see where this journey takes us. And today we start with someone pretty amazing, Elizabeth McKenzie. So Elizabeth McKenzie is a copywriting expert and founder of copywriting agency, Write or Die, so write with a W, and mastermind copy boss. With 10 years of experience under her belt, she's helped clients increase their revenue by 300%, pull off quarter million dollar launches and scale by selling their first business franchise. She's even encouraged others to start their own copywriting business, helping them to carve out a lucrative career in a fraction of the time. Elizabeth also played the violin at Hugh Jackman's wedding. She's practically Wolverine royalty. And she's also my copywriter, um, having written my new evergreen funnel, um, which is just amazing. And I'm so thrilled um, with those emails and how they turned out. So when it came to copywriting, she was my first port of call. So in today's episodes, we talk about why everyone is a writer and why your voice is not lost and actually how to use it. You will also learn how to get in the habit of writing emails, even if you're feeling shy, introverted, or that you have nothing to say. How email copy differs from web copy. Um, Elizabeth also shares her top tips for writing better emails and drops a truth bomb about why consistency is actually more important than quality. Might sound controversial, but you'll hear more about that in the episode. So this episode is definitely full of truth bombs and rants, plenty to get you motivated and actually sending those emails. So if you need a pep talk, this is for you. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, welcome to the Easy Email Marketing Podcast. Thank you for having me, Yale. I'm super, super excited and so glad to have you here because definitely one of the biggest um, companions to email marketing is, of course, copywriting because you wouldn't have emails without words. Right. And, <laughs> and it is something I get asked about all the time. And while I dabble, I'm definitely not the copywriting expert. So I definitely wanted to bring someone in who knew all the things um, and it is definitely kind of the next biggest question I get after a next challenge after, okay, well, what tech do I use? Or where do I start? It's like, okay, now I have to write something. <laughs> Cue the drama. Now I got to write something. What? And why would anyone want to hear from <laughs> me? So of course, um, when it came to trying to think of, okay, who am I going to talk to? I thought of you because yes, you did write my new evergreen funnel <laughs> and different emails that go along with that. So even me as an email marketing person, I do outsource some stuff. 
So we might talk about that a little bit later. Um, but before we get stuck into all that, um, let's start with your journey so far. So how did you become a copywriter and what type of copy do you love to write? Um, okay, cool. So, well, you know, I, I started in corporate, you know, fresh out of uni, straight to corporate uh, and hung out in the marketing space, basically. So got my marketing degree, a media communications degree, went and hung out in the corporate marketing world, which I soon realized was the equivalent of being a paper pusher admin assistant. <laughs> like, you know, uh, those big corporates, it's there was no kind of innovation. There was nothing that, you, you know, you learn in university all these amazing cool kind of marketing strategies and innovation and things that you can learn in case studies and and once you kind of got it in the real world, it was like, this is how it's always been done and how it will always be done. And so you just need to fill out spreadsheets. And so that wasn't fun for me. I jumped around for like 10 years in the, in, in the corporate space and not-for-profits trying to find um, something that would light me up. And it was only until I realized I needed to be my own boss. I need to start my own business. So I started out in marketing consulting and um, kind of soon realized that um, beyond coming up with campaigns and strategies for small businesses, I was just like, can you just hand over the words to me and I'll just write them for you? Like, I would just write the copy for you for the campaign that we developed. Like, just yeah. let me do it. Like, I just want to do it. The of me where it's like, <laughs> yeah, same thing, started general marketing strategy, but it's like, oh, I'll just do that tech bit for you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I love it. Like, and I was like, oh my God, this is like the best. I I get to pay, I get paid to write, like what? So it kind of opened up a whole world for me. And um, yeah, so I guess like the ultimate, you know, type of copy that I love to write, I love I love to write sales copy, emails and um, sales pages that are specific to like a launch or product um, because I love taking readers on a journey. I feel like we, we get so lost in like conversion copy, which is very, very important. Don't get me wrong, but um, I feel like the missing piece when it comes to sales copy is recognizing that you are telling a story, you are taking your readers or your you know prospects on a journey um, through their kind of like through the customer buying cycle, and you get to kind of make it enjoyable. Like you get it, it feels like very much like I'm writing a bit of a movie and telling a story when I get to do a sales page and sales email specific to a launch and for a course or or for a product to sell. So that's my favorite kind of copy to write. Okay. Oh, so much good stuff there. <laughs> but I'm curious, yeah, about this whole journey thing. Because now I get about everyone listening is going like, journey? I just want people to buy my thing. <laughs> sounds really, really um, complex. And I guess, and, and then that just makes them feel like, okay, oh, I don't even know how to do that. I don't know how to write well. I'm not a writer, which I hear all the time. So, yeah, they totally put it off. And they delay it until they have to just send the thing, which is just basically like, oh, doors are open. Like <laughs> and there's nothing else around it just because they've put up so much walls about, you know, using their voice and sharing right. knowledge but just because they just have this fear. Uh, okay. Well, so firstly, you write a text message to your friend. You're a writer. I'm sorry, but like you write, you text your friend about a meme. You're like, you are a writer. So like, you got to get that. You got to get that out of your head, right? There is no certificate and no degree that is going to tell someone whether they're a writer or not, right? Like, like you're a human and you put string sentences together and you type it out on a page, you write in your journal, you put it in a text message, you're a writer. So like, I think the first thing there is like 
getting that kind of like out of your head that I'm not a good writer. Uh, So I'm not a writer. Now, the second level to that is, okay, I'm not a good writer. And like to that, I would say that the reason you don't feel like you're a good writer, honestly, is that you're just not writing enough. And I don't say that you're not enough as a human. Okay, don't please don't misconstrue this to say I'm not saying you're enough. What I'm saying is that um, you're not practicing enough practicing it enough it's basically the same writing and being a really good writer is the same thing as playing a piano right you can maybe get on and someone can teach you how to play chopsticks and like you don't have to do anything else and you can play chopsticks or you can practice every day and learn how to do lots of different things on the piano right and it's the same thing with writing um but kind of so um yeah I guess along those lines as well you don't even know you've got to find out like what music your audience likes Right. The more you write and send things out, you'll see, okay, more people open this one or they didn't open that one. And even the best writer in the world isn't going to be able to tell you what your specific audience wants. And that's something that you have to right. apply actually sending Showing, out. Doing it. Right. So I feel like what we do is we like rely on that, like because you're not writing often enough, when it does come time to show up, when you do write that one email, it takes you like an entire day. You write like it's the only thing that you have that month that you're sending out that makes kind of, um you, you know, you like stress out that it needs to bring you the clients, it needs to bring you the customers, it needs to do all that kind of stuff. And so, of course, if you're relying on this one piece of communication, like it is going to feel like such a huge big deal. It is going to feel like, it's either going to make or break you, I guess. But but like you said, it's the consistency that is going to get you the result over time, especially when it comes to email. Like I will, I will go on a limb and say that it's not even about the quality of your email. Honestly, it's about the quantity. It's about continually showing up over time. You don't, it does not have to be like some incredible Oscar worthy email every single time you send something out. It's about showing up in someone's inbox regularly enough that they start the practice of opening it regular opening emails from you regularly but the issue that you have is when you aren't being consistent um it feels like that one email that you do send out means so much and that's where that kind of like fear comes and that's when you're kind of scared and that's when it feels like it takes forever and that's when the procrastination occurs and that's when you end up not writing enough emails and you only send the cart open and then no one everyone's like what the hell where did this come from out of nowhere and then no one's buying so yeah I don't know I just kind of went I kind of did an old school like like here's my rant and I blacked out I don't know what and and it's something we need to bang on time and time again because you just have to keep showing up and so, so how do we do that? So how do we kind of think about, okay, well, what are the things we're going to talk about? How do we, you know, find our voice among all of that and the things we want to say and and I guess get in that habit? Okay. Well, and, firstly, yeah. I feel, firstly, I feel like this idea of like I need to find my voice, I need to find my voice kind of alludes to this idea that your voice is lost. And your voice isn't lost. Like hot tip, like your voice is already found. Your voice is not lost. All you have to do is practice translating your voice onto the page. Okay, so you're going to hate me and hate me all you want, but I'm going to tell you that you need to practice writing every day. And it doesn't have to be writing emails every day, but you just need to practice writing every day, whether it's answering questions in a journal, um, you know, whether it's you becoming aware of like, um, 
you know, in conversation, hey, like having kind of a reflection of like, what did I say? What didn't I say? Why didn't I say that? That's all you kind of reconnecting with your voice. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like same with like emails and being consistent, the only way to find your voice and he's finding quotation marks because you already found it. it. It's practice translating on the page. And again, how do you do that? It's showing up every single day to write. And again, as I said, it's not necessarily like I'm going to write an email every day to send every day. Although I encourage that. Why the hell not? Why not set a challenge that you email Monday to Friday, every single day for like two weeks and see how your whole entire business changes, um, how people start responding to you and how you start to kind of like awaken your audience from kind of like that silent follower slumber where you're like, no one's replying to me. And honestly, I tell you to do this because I've done it like way, way back. Oh my God. Way back in like 2013. I remember I went on a bit of a, like a hiatus, um, you know, bad breakup and all that fun stuff. And I was like, Oh, I just need a break. And I literally, when I was ready to come back, I hadn't emailed my list in like four months. And I think that was the longest time I've not emailed my list for since I'm like, that doesn't exist in my business anymore. But back then four months, I hadn't emailed them. And what I did was I challenged myself to show up every single day and write something, an opinion, my thoughts on marketing. So this was before I kind of like, you know, niche down into, into copywriting. And it was like, all right, every day, Monday to Friday for the next two weeks, you are going to put your opinion out there about marketing, your thoughts on marketing and running a small business and just get back into the habit. And what, what happened was like that first day that I wrote that, that email, that piece, that opinion piece, it literally took half a day to write. Like I sat on my couch and I just remember going, okay, like this is how long it's going to take and just surrendering to the process and just doing it. And over those two weeks, I got quicker at it. But the, well, not even the icing on the cake, but you know, it was expected just by showing up consistently. Like I got a client and then I got another client and then I got another client and then it started snowballing. And it was simply by being willing to show up every day for two weeks and take up that space in the inbox and ask myself, what do I think about marketing? So I feel like if you're kind of struggling with, all right, Liz, thank you. Thank you for telling me to write every day. What am I going to say? I would ask yourself, what do I think about the industry, the industry that you're in, what it is that you're selling, what people think about you, what you're selling. So really coming at from like an opinion piece versus I need to be like super, super valuable. You know, what's the education I can, what can I teach? You will inadvertently do all of those things when you kind of focus on yourself as the expert in an area that your audience isn't an expert in and go, hey, what do I think of this? So it's my like cheat way to be like, what do I need to write about? I just like, what do I think? What do I think of copywriting? What do I think of the online business? What, what do I think of launching? What do I think of what's going on in 2022 and Instagram? Like, and have an opinion on it and write about my opinion on it. Wow, that's a lot. And I meant even <laughs> me thinking like, okay, writing an email every day for like two weeks when it's not like launch or something, that's like, okay, well, that's a lot. But I can see the benefit of, and I, and I guess if you're thinking, okay, or oh, I'm not sure about quite doing that, maybe even just do the practice of writing every day. Exactly. Schedule it. Just yeah. schedule it so it's there and then you're just in the habit or and you can write for different platforms as well, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. Like so Sure, you don't have to be as crazy as me and be like, I'm going to send an email every day for two weeks. But why don't you challenge yourself to write every day for two weeks and just you just have a Word document open and just ask yourself, what do I think of these things? And it doesn't, you don't, 
set yourself out that it has to be in this particular email format or a blog style or anything. Just let yourself have an opinion. And, and honestly, this will also unlock um, and, you know, the practice of you showing up will help you refine your voice. But also when you start to ask yourself, like, what's my opinion on this? You will also start to unlock your voice even further. Like you're giving yourself space to have a voice as well. Awesome. Love it so much. Okay. So we busted a whole pile of excuses there. So let's get into a little bit of the strategy. Um, what would you say is the difference between like email copy or website copy or blog copy, et cetera? What makes email different and how should we be treating it like when it actually comes to sending the email? So I would say for email that the biggest difference is the personalization that you can have to email. So like email really allows you to go deep and specific on a topic and you absolutely should. Whereas when I look at website copy and you think of a sales page or homepage, that copy is there to kind of capture your essence and your message and your mission and what you're here to do. Whereas your email is like drilling down on a specific topic, diving deep into, um, you know, an education piece of value or your opinion on something. Um, and that's where, you know, you can start to build um, that uh you get to build your reputation, I guess, and your brand as an expert and the go-to expert and the expert with personality as well. So uh, that's how I kind of see the difference between the two is that your email is this place. And honestly, I it's funny because I don't really use social media. I literally email marketing queen. Like my whole business runs on email. I do not rely on social media at all. I have a funnel. I have like my ads that get people onto my list. I have a little, a little bit of mini funnel. Sometimes I don't even have a funnel. Sometimes I just come onto my mailing list, but it is the regular consistent showing up twice a week, emailing my list that has kept me chugging along successfully in business for oh, almost 10 years now. Um, 10 years now. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. A moment. Um, and yeah, it's, and I've always felt email has felt, sorry. And on that kind of that rant, I guess I always felt very safe in my email space because here's the thing you got to remember people have willingly opted into your email. You have not twisted anyone's arm. You have not um, will taken their free will from them and force them onto your list, right? Like people have willingly opted into your email list. And if they're staying on and not unsubscribing, they willingly want to receive emails from you. So there's such a sense of freedom in that for you to really be able to show up as like this true expert as someone with an opinion to like go deep on a topic or to say something that maybe you would feel a little um, stressed or vulnerable to share on social media. That's where you can share that stuff on email because there is trust there. People are on your list because they have chosen to be there. So you can really use that space to, um, yeah, to go deep, I guess. I said, I feel like I said, I said go deep like 50 times, but you know what I mean? Like it's, that's what it is. It's a relationship. It's not, yeah, not, um, like one way. Exactly. It's not just like blasting stuff out on social media, hoping that someone's going to like see you and like you and you're fighting for attention. You know, people, 
Uh, yeah, people are on social media, I feel like, in a very kind of um, social sense, hence the word social media. People are very private about their inbox. You know, you don't you don't share your inbox with anyone. You sit down privately, want, you know, maybe with a coffee to go through your emails. Your emails, you have, you have given your emails your undivided attention. You're not going to go out to a bar and like scroll through emails, which you would scroll through like a Tinder app, for example, or social media. So, or, or Instagram. So I feel like, like you said, it is so much more of a closer relationship you have with your reader, which um, I feel like gives you that freedom to really express yourself and, and really find those topics you want to talk about and do it in a safe, safe space, I guess. Awesome. Okay. So apart from not emailing, yeah. <laughs> what is the biggest mistake that you see people make in their emails? Well, I think it continues on from this idea that it's a relationship. And I feel like we get lost in not remembering that even though you're sending out one email to a list of hundreds or a list of thousands, it still lands in one person's inbox. Mm. And there's, you know, there's still one, you're just sending it to one person who's reading it one at a time. So I feel like it's like remembering that when you come to writing your email is you're not doing talking one to many, you're not like doing kind of a speech on the stage to like everyone. Uh, but you're really talking to one person who's reading this one email and they open it up. So I feel like the easiest fix to do that is look around and are you using the word you in there? And to include that somewhere in the email is to include the word you. So you're really bringing the one person, um, you know, into into the conversation. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I'll share the flip side of this because I see this all the time. Um, when I do, because when I do work with clients or, or do some copy checks and stuff, it's like, I see their emails and the one thing that I see comes up so much and I'm always just quickly changing is I just see, I just wanted to, I hope you like this, I this, and I just look at the beginning. Right. I remember years ago thinking with um, like job applications, they said in your cover letter, never have like all you sent your paragraphs studying <laughs> I. Right. And always make sure because it's about them. And so I always have this now when I, think, when I see people's emails, it's like if you've got I more than right. once starting a paragraph or a sentence, you need to flip those sentences around. You need Exactly. To- yeah. yeah. And it's pretty easy to flip that sentence around, you know, I'm writing to you today because, you know, cut it out and just go straight into like, you know, or, you know, my favorite thing is I'm doing this here. Instead, go, you're here because, you know, exactly. I'm here writing this bit, you're here because. So, yeah. The eyes for yous and that's already a big, big thing. So there's one exactly. Um, what about, yeah, oh, you probably got a world of tips, but what would you say <laughs> um, would be your top tips? Okay, so my, my, my biggest kind of top tip is that um, contract every single word you possibly can contract and then contract the ones you didn't think you actually could contract. All right, give me <laughs> So like, you know, you are not a robot. We're saying you're not a robot. You know, you do not live in the world of Bridgerton where we do not contract our words because it is proper to do so, right? It's very jarring to read. Um, so, you know, you're contracting you are to your, you're contracting do not to don't, you're contracting it is to it's, you're contracting I will to I'll. Um, And all of a sudden that will transform really kind of stifled, stuffy kind of email and transform it into a conversational, which is like, you know, that's what we aim for. We want your email, we want to make sure your email feels like you're talking to a friend. Yeah. Okay, so how do you make it, more casually how do you make it more casual how do you make it more conversational you don't have to do anything else like you literally do not have to change anything else except go through your email and contract your words and that will have such a huge 
um, change in the tone mm-hmm. um, yet without you having to like start all over again. Okay. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> and what about when it comes to asking them to do something? So to click a link, to shop now or something like that, What would do you have any tips around getting your subscribers to do something as a result of the emails rather than um, using them passively? Yeah, so um, keep your email to one call to action per email. So if you, as soon as you start to kind of ask people to do more than one thing, click here and go here and follow me here and do this here, analysis paralysis, no one's going to do any of it. So one email has one call to action and that kind of really aligns up with the one message that you have for the one email should have the one call to action. So it's really going to streamline everything about your email. And I would just be making it really clear. I feel like a lot of people want to hide a call to action or hide a link without being really obvious about it. And I think in your email is the space where you are going to be like, to sign up now, click here and be very, very clear about it instead of kind of hiding it and like being very hesitant or or not being very obvious about it. So um, you, you you, you don't have to earn like putting calls to action in your email, you're just allowed to do it. So just like own it and do it. Absolutely. Cool. Love it. Okay. And um, finally, yeah, when would you suggest someone outsources their copy versus write them themselves? Cool. Because, um, yeah, I came across this, of course, myself in my own journey as well, picking on the email marketing person. So, you know, I should be writing all my own emails. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because, yeah, again, people will be like, oh, maybe I'll just get someone else to do it. <laughs> well, I think when it comes to copywriting in general, I feel like you need to have sold something, a service, an offer, a call. I feel like you need to have sold something, which means you've validated your offer. And then I feel like then you can bring a copywriter in to help you increase your conversion. So I feel like you need to have a baseline. I feel like it would be not reckless or irresponsible, but it wouldn't be, you are not going to get as much bang for your buck um, if you don't have a valid offer. So I would kind of, so I guess all that is to say that I would definitely be reserving a copywriter for like sales copy. So when it comes to like, you know, evergreen funnel or, or a launch funnel, sales page, that kind of stuff, once you know that what you have has sold and it doesn't have to sell much, you don't have to sell a lot, you know, just, you know, you just know that this is something people want then you can bring in that copywriter to help increase your conversion rates and really like take it to the next level. I would also say though that, you know, ongoing, I mean, email marketing is ongoing for forever and ever and ever, guys, for as long as you have your business, you are going to need to email people regularly. Um, so when you kind of think about that, it can get quite pricey, like to outsource that on a regular basis. So, I, you know, I wouldn't encourage people to do that. I would encourage you, encourage you to learn how to write those, um, you know, your kind of email newsletter and and practice that yourself and really get really comfortable doing that. Um, You know, if you do scale and grow your business to millions of dollars and you have a great operation and you can outsource your marketing and, and all of that kind of stuff, no worries. But if you're kind of doing the lifestyle business where you're not looking to scale and hire a team to you so you're at an eight-figure kind of massive operation, I think you're going to have to write your email newsletters on a regular basis. And that's why you kind of need that support um, and training and practice um, doing it regularly because you're going to have to do it regularly. Yep. 
practice, practice, practice. Yeah, which is why your membership is why they need to why they need to be in something like that. Because like, yeah, you can absolutely outsource an element of your business, the sales part, like I said, the funnel, the every, whatever you're doing. But you know, email marketing's forever, man. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Okay. Well, I loved all of that that you shared. So much gold, so many little nuggets and a bit of a, a you know, rant, hopefully a bit of a <laughs> momentum that people need just to, okay, just get over themselves and just write some words. Um, to conclude though, if, you know, if there was just one thing you want to take away from this episode or email copy in general, what would it be? What would be your big mic drop? I think my big mic drop would be that consistency trumps quality. Like we think every email has to be an Oscar nominated for best email category (laughs) every single time we send an email. And that just puts so much pressure on you to write something. And so then that puts you in overwhelm and that puts you in procrastination and then you avoid doing it. And I also feel like the, the idea that you have to give value in every single email as well is such a huge pressure kind of cooker situation that puts you in. But you simply just have to show up to make email marketing work, I think. And, you know, as someone who my whole entire business operates on email marketing, that's that's basically my how it works. Not, It's not even about open rates really as well because, um, you know, we can, again, we can get so caught up in open rates, but it's consistency because even if they're not opening your emails, they're seeing your name pop up in the inbox constantly, right? So you, you're building this brand awareness every single time you send an email, regardless of whether anyone's opening it or not. Or not. And um, when people are, are opening it, you're training them to open emails from you because you're being consistent and you're showing up consistently. So I, I know it's like, oh, I'm putting copywriting out of business, but not really. Like it's all about, it's all about um, quantity and the funny thing is when you kind of focus on quantity, the quality will just naturally take care of itself. Love it. Big mindset shifts. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing no all your wisdom. Um, so now at this stage, people are probably wondering, okay, I need to see these emails that Elizabeth's writing every couple of times <laughs> a week or anything else that you've got going on. How can people find you? Um, where's all the best place to go? Yeah, so come on over to grab my free gift. Um, it's www.thecopyboss.co forward slash free gift. Yeah, I rotate my free gifts. And um, so at the moment, at the time of recording, it is an about page template. And a lot of people struggle to write their about pages, uh, specifically writing about themselves. So I've got a nice little kind of guide to talk you through how to do it and six steps for you to be able to write your about page for your website um, in a way that doesn't feel gross and crappy and you're like oh I hate talking about myself so yeah we can get that kind of about page done and dusted okay and then they can yeah spy on your email yeah <laughs> what makes them so great but also inspire them to be consistent too awesome okay thank you so much I will absolutely link up that link in the show notes as well as where people can find you in general on socials and stuff um but yeah thank you so much for joining us and hopefully um we'll get some people yeah feedback that they're okay they started sending they started writing hell yeah that's what we're looking for i want to hear i want to hear people like yeah i want to hear people be like i hit send great and then like go live your life like stop thinking about it yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, don't get that vulnerability hangover that we get right. all the time. Yeah. Hit send and move on. Like, yep. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. No worries. See you later. Wow. Wasn't that just amazing? Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for all your wisdom and the kick up the butt we all need. I don't know about you, but I am now feeling like I just need to start writing. Like I just need to get my pen and paper out and get that going. Um, First Porter Caller is getting this recording finished. So as she shared at the end of the episode, you can grab her free about page template and get on her email list to see her wonderful words. So make sure to do that at the link that I provided in the show notes. And I've also linked up her website where you can find at elizabethmckenzie.com.au or you can also find her on Instagram at Elizabeth Ellen McKenzie um, and I'll link all that up as well. I'm sure she would love to hear what action you've taken as a result of listening to this episode and of course I would too so make sure to DM me at Yale Keown as well and if you like this guest interview format please let me know and let me know who you'd like to hear from or what um, what you want to know more about and I can look into my little black book and see what surprises I can find. But thank you so much for joining me today and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Easy Email Marketing. It's an absolute honor that you chose to listen. If you love this episode, then it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review so that others can find this podcast and make their email marketing easy too. Finally, make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Until next time, have an awesome day and make sure to keep showing up and serving in those inboxes.